Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, my friend? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab Podcast. Today, we're on episode 127. And uh, actually, for the next couple of weeks or so, we're going to do a lot of listener Q&A, all right? So we have several people that have submitted questions over the past few weeks or so, and we want to get to some of those questions. So first of all, if you ever have any questions, please feel free to shoot us an email or to better thing to do if you'd like to have it answered on the podcast, like the voicemail questions you're going to be hearing today in the next couple of weeks, is going to be uh, going to thespeakerlab.com and go to Ask Grant right at the top there. You can either put in your question into the comments there, or preferably, we'd love for you to leave us a voicemail so again, we can answer those on an upcoming episode of the show. So let's get right into it. Today, we're going to be getting questions from Clayton Watson, asking all about next steps for booking. He's got some pieces in place and just trying to figure out, what do I do now? Grant. So we talk about that. In the second question, we get from uh, Jeff Dominic, and he's asking about YouTube videos for speakers, meaning that if you have some YouTube videos up online, is that going to hurt you or help you in any way in getting speaking gigs? So let's get right into it. Here's the questions from uh, Clayton and Jeff. Enjoy. Hey there, this is Clayton Watson calling from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I run a site called thecoachingcaregiver.ca where we help baby boomers with financial strategies to take care of their aging parents. Here's my question. I've written a book and I've created my website. What would you suggest would be my next step to booking speaking engagements? Thanks. Hey, Clayton, thanks for the question, man. Really do appreciate you uh, chiming in here with your question about, okay, what do I do next? All right, I've got some pieces in place, and now what do I do in order to book speaking gigs? So one of the things that we're going to be doing in an upcoming episode on something that we've been working on behind the scenes and maybe you've heard us talk about this. We did a Facebook Live on this a while back and teach this in our weekly free webinars. But well, we teach something that we call the Speaker Success Roadmap. The Speaker Success Roadmap. This is a five-stage process that walks you through exactly how to find and book speaking gigs. So this is basically a framework that we're using to teach how to, again, find and book paid speaking gigs. So like I said, we're using this in a couple different places in some of our materials. As you may know, we actually just updated our Booked and Paid to Speak training program to fit within this Entire philosophy. So, we redid all the content to fit and align with this five step speaker success roadmap. So, like I said, we're going to do an upcoming podcast episode on this. So, uh, make sure you look for that on the site. And we're going to do a, a big blog post we've been working on as well, kind of walking it through as well. But let me go ahead and just give you the nutshell of what the speaker success roadmap is. And let's kind of walk this through because this is exactly, Clayton, these are the steps that anyone needs to take to book speaking gigs, right? So, the five steps is going to make the acronym SPEAK. S-P-E-A-K. S-P-E-A-K. So let's start at the top. S is for select a problem to solve. Select a problem to solve. 
As speakers, we are in the problem-solving business. And this isn't true with just speakers. This is true for entrepreneurs in general. That's our job. That's what we're supposed to be doing is we're supposed to be solving problems for other people, for audiences, for clients. So select a problem to solve. Now, what this means is, is that you can't just say, well, I just want to speak. I got a cool story that I want to tell or... I had this crazy thing that happened to me and I want to just talk about it or I learned some lessons in life and I think the world needs to hear them. Okay, that doesn't work. At the end of the day, what you speak on has to be solving a problem for other people. Now, in order to figure out what that is, one of the things that we teach is we teach what we call the topic trifecta. Topic trifecta. You could write these down if you'd like. This is three eyes, three eyes that you need to have in place, kind of three overlapping circles of how to figure out what your topic should be. So the first one would be industry. Industry, meaning who is it that you want to speak to? You cannot speak to anyone and everyone. So you have to be really clear about who it is that you want to speak to. Now, there's seven primary speaking industries that we've identified. So you have corporations, associations, government and military, churches, nonprofits, colleges and universities, and education, meaning K through 12. So elementary, middle school, high school. So those would be the seven primary industries that are generally consistently looking for and hiring speakers. So again, as a speaker, one of your first steps is you have to identify who it is that you want to speak to. So industry. The second one there, second I is for interest. Interest. So you have industry and interest. Again, we're still kind of in this topic trifecta here under select a problem to solve. So the interest meaning what what is it that you're interested in speaking about? What is it that you want to talk about? Again, it has to be some type of problem that you can solve. The third piece there being the next third I would be integrity. Integrity meaning are you qualified to actually talk about that subject or topic? So you have industry, interest, integrity. We use those three to make up the topic trifecta. Who do you want to speak to? What do you want to speak about? What are you qualified to talk about? All right, so again, it all comes back to that S of select a problem to solve. This is the critical step that most speakers need to spend the most amount of time on is being really, really clear about who they want to speak to and what it is that they want to speak about and what's the problem that they're solving. So the next step in this speaker success roadmap, Clayton, is P. All right, so we got S, select a problem to solve. P is for prepare your talk. Prepare your talk, meaning S, we've identified the problem. We've identified what it is that we want to speak about. P is for preparing your talk. What's the solution that you can offer to this specific problem? Next one, E is for establish yourself as the expert. Establish yourself as the expert. This is where you put your stake in the ground and say, I am the go-to person. I am the go-to authority on X, whatever that subject or topic is. Two primary tools you need for that is you need a website and you need a demo video. You need a website and a demo video. Now, Clayton mentioned he has a book, which is good, but it's also not necessarily essential. It helps you, absolutely. But if you're someone that's listening and you're going like, oh, well, I don't have a book. I, do I need a book? You don't need a book, okay? So if you have one, great. It's icing on the cake, but you don't absolutely have to have one. Now, the, again, the two things that you do need is you do need a website and you do need a demo video. So you definitely want to have those tools in place. So Clayton mentioned that he's has a website, so I would definitely recommend getting that demo video up and running as soon as possible. All right? So we've got SPE, the next one, A is for acquire paid speaking gigs. Acquire paid speaking gigs. Now there's a lot of different ways to find speaking gigs. The simplest and most effective that we found is just using Google. So what I would recommend is that you do a Google search for conferences, for events, for associations, for groups that are in your niche. So for example, 
Clayton mentioned that he wants to help baby boomers with financial strategies. Okay. So what he could do is he could go and look up baby boomer associations. He could look up baby boomer conferences or events. He could look up also financial associations or financial groups that may cater to baby boomers. And basically the goal here is we're starting to look for uh, groups and gatherings of people around the subject or topic that you're interested in. Where are the people that have that problem? Where do those people gather that you could speak to? It is much simpler to find organizations and groups that are already looking for a speaker to get hired by them versus trying to find some organization or group that's never hired a speaker before and convince them that they need to bring you in. Okay, let me say that again. It's much simpler to find organizations and groups that are already looking for speakers than trying to convince other organizations that they should hire you. So I would focus on organizations, conferences, events, associations, groups, again, that are already looking for speakers. Again, Google is a great way to do that. Now, once you find potential opportunities, you can begin to reach out to them. You can begin to build relationships, provide a solution to the problem that they have. You can do that over email and then phone. And that's definitely something that we dig into. This is a lot of what exactly booked and paid to speak our training program is as we go into this way more in depth on exactly how to do this we include email scripts swipe copy of exactly what to say and who to reach out to and how to follow up with them and then the last one k is know when to scale know when to scale so at this point let's assume that you're getting speaking gigs and you want to build your business beyond the stage so this is where you would include i have a book or i have a curriculum or i want to do coaching or consulting or an online training program or webinars and i just don't know where to begin okay this is at that point where you start to know when to scale beyond the stage and share your message and grow your business beyond just from speaking. So that's the five-step speaker success roadmap. I know I went through that kind of fast, but I want to give you again, just kind of a high-level view of that. So select a problem to solve, prepare your talk, establish yourself as the expert, acquire paid speaking gigs, and know when to scale. Now, like I said, we're going to do an upcoming episode on this, really digging into more of what the speaker success roadmap is. Uh, But also in the meantime, and I know I've mentioned this all the time, but definitely check out freespeakerworkshop.com, freespeakerworkshop.com. This whole framework, we flush out a lot more in that. We tell you more about that. We do weekly free trainings, teaching you all about the speaker success roadmap and and how to book speaking engagement. So definitely check that out again by going over to freespeakerworkshop.com. All right, Clayton, thanks for the question, man. Hey, Grant, this is Jeff, Coach Dominic from New Jersey, CoachDominic.com, currently under construction. Grant, how do you respond when a potential client says, why should I hire, book, and pay you when I can go on YouTube and play your entire program for free? Technology being what it is, phones, great cameras on them, great microphones on them, and they upload them to YouTube without our knowledge, without our permission. How do we overcome that? Grant, I look forward to speaking with you soon. CoachDominic.com. Uplift is my purpose. Uphold is my promise. Speak soon, Grant. Thank you. All right, Jeff, thanks for the question, man. So this is kind of a unique question, you know, and, and this is something that I'm personally, I'm, I'm kind of curious if this is a situation that's actually happened or if Jeff's asking if, if he's just kind of worried that it could or would might happen. Because I can speak just personally that out of hundreds of gigs that I've done and out of thousands of interactions with clients and potential clients, I don't think this has ever come up. So 
my initial reaction is I think this is a very minimal concern for most speakers. Now, to answer the, the first part there, like why should a client hire you over showing a video? Well, nothing compares to the actual live in-person experience. It's just not the same. This isn't true with just speaking. I mean, think about it, sports, concerts, experiences. It's one thing to watch it on TV or to read about it in a book or to look at pictures online. It is a totally different thing to experience it in person. If people could get the full experience of you as a speaker by watching a video, then you need to improve as a speaker. I don't say that to be mean in any way, but part of hiring you is not just the, the your message, but the experience of providing that in-person experience that you would not get from watching a video or watching a, a DVD or a YouTube video or anything like that. So it's important then for you as a speaker, for any of us, to make sure we are top-notch speakers, that we are delivering a quality message and that the experience of working with us is a greater experience than someone just wanting to pop in a video of us. All right. Now, to answer the other part of the question from Jeff there, how do you protect yourself as a speaker? Well, as a speaker, your talk is your intellectual content. So it's absolutely something that you should pay attention to protecting it. Now, there's two people or two types of people that I guess could potentially video you at an event. All right. So one would be the client. The other would be someone in the audience. So the client and the audience. So with the client, I'll talk about how we might address both of these things. With the client, I definitely recommend that you put in your speaking agreement, your contract language that would prevent this. So for us personally, our contract basically says that clients may record or talk for marketing or promotional purposes, uh, but they may not sell or distribute the talk at all. All right. Meaning that if they want to make a highlight video of their conference or event and they want to include a, a 30 second clip from my talk. Yeah, that's fine. I totally understand that. If they want to use it as a marketing promotion thing next year, that's also fine. But what we don't want to have happen is I go give a presentation or a talk, they record it, and then they turn around and sell it as a, you know, they sell it to attendees or anything like that. So unless that's been specified ahead of time, and we're clear on that, that's definitely something that we don't want to have happen. So again, you can put in your agreement, you can put in your contract, you can discuss that upfront with the client that would prevent that. Now, we also include that if they decide to video it, that we would like a copy of it. We use this for demo videos, for just kind of B-roll footage to have. It's always just good to have good speaking video footage. And oftentimes, if you're speaking at an event and they want to record it, typically, it's going to be fairly decent quality video footage. So we have in our contract that if they record it, and again, they cannot distribute it in any way, they can use it internally, but they can't distribute it. But if they do video it, that we want a copy of it. So it's something to consider there as well. We also, if you're wondering, we do have our full contract, my actual speaking agreement, we include in our booked and paid to speak training program. So we include that for all of our speakers. That way you don't have to reinvent the wheel or try to come up with one on your own, but we'll give you ours. So you've got that to work with. Again, that's inside of our booked and paid to speak training program. Okay. So we talked about two different types of people that could video you. You've got the client, which we just discussed. Now let's talk about the audience. Okay. Now I know me personally, I've had audience members who have videoed and posted clips of our talk online, but I don't think it's ever happened with our entire talk, at least not, I guess, not that I know of. And the reality is, is if an audience member did record the entire talk, I can promise you that it wouldn't be good enough that anyone would want to use in replacement of a speaker, meaning somebody holding a shaky iPhone for 45 or 60 minutes with bad audio isn't exactly like a high quality video that you want to watch, right? So it's kind of like, as a bad example, but like someone who is 
filming a movie, like a bootleg movie or something in a theater, that's not going to be really good quality footage. This is a horrible example there. All right, let's get away from that. So again, I think having an audience member film something of you, I don't think it's going to be that big of a concern. Now, most of the time, having a few clips of you up on YouTube is not necessarily a bad thing. I find that it's actually it's social proof that you speak and it lets potential clients see other clips of you if they're considering hiring you. Now, in the event that someone posted a full video, client or audience, then the best thing you'd want to do is just to contact them, politely ask them to take it down. And if they don't, then you can determine if you want to pursue any you know legal action or anything like that. But my guess is that in 99.9% of situations, someone posting a video of your talk, whether it's clips or the full thing, it doesn't really affect your business in any way. So to me, the bottom line would just be to be aware of it, you know, take some steps to protect yourself and your content with your clients and with your audience. But overall, I don't see this to be a real big concern for most speakers. So thanks for the question, Jeff. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed those questions from Clayton and Jeff. Thanks, guys, for asking those questions. And again, if you have a question, definitely please stop by thespeakerlab.com. Go to Ask Grant. Submit your voicemail question. We'll try to answer that on an upcoming episode of the show. And then also, like I mentioned on uh, answering Clayton's question, you definitely want to stop by, check out freespeakerworkshop.com, freespeakerworkshop.com. And and again, we gave you a quick high-level view of the Speaker Success Roadmap. But if you're looking for some more on that and some more details on finding and booking speaking engagements, definitely stop by freespeakerworkshop.com. All right, boys and girls, that wraps up today's episode. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.